This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily presented, as always, by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G with you on a Wednesday. Coming up about 20 minutes, lightning bets, including... A play I'll have on the Nets, the return of Kyrie Irving tonight because it is a road game. Kyrie is uh, is back in the NBA. So we'll talk about that coming up in about 20 minutes. But, Joe, it's time for some Joe Knows. So some questions coming in from listeners who are uh, curious to your perspective on, on their betting questions. So what do we have? And I know we had one that we'll get to that Aaron had a couple days ago. Why don't we start there? Okay. Yeah, because actually somebody was tweeting about it last night, and that reminded me of it, that she brought up on Monday about betting futures. And then uh, somebody was reaching out, one of our regulars on Twitter, about Brady. Like, what kind of bet would you make? Because it sounds like maybe there's enough there, enough of a chance where he could win the MVP award. And now that's come down to after last week being plus 750 plus 800 is where I got it. And now it's at plus 500 uh, at most spots. So how much would you bet? Well, I really don't know how to answer that question. I can't tell you how much to bet. And it's not just uh, how much money. I'm just saying, if we talk about units, like one unit, half a unit, quarter unit, if we go that route, how much are futures of any sport or you know outrights in golf with those sorts of odds uh part of your portfolio are your big futures better or you do like one or two for an entire sport for an entire season me i have a lot of futures out there i you know what some people would refer to as a bit of a portfolio i bet on nfl awards we talk about it every single week i bet on nfl futures for the super bowl title game stuff like that so I can't really tell you. I'm, I will bet a higher percentage than more because I'm really into it. I follow it closer than the day-to-day movement with, with specific games. Like I, you know, for the, let's think about the, the Cy Young, the Cy Young and the MVP in baseball. I had a number of awards. Muncie I had out there. I was a loser. He was looking good for a while, but it was a big number. Soto at 150 to one, a loser, but he finished in the top three. So I still will defend that bet. But uh, Robbie Ray wins with Cy Young. I took a shot of him in the middle of the season at 100 to one. So I, I'm going to have a portfolio, a number of bets in. So I'm investing more. Now, there are some people that look at it and it's just a small percentage of what they do. Uh, for a lot of professional bettors, it's a very small percentage because they know that their bread is buttered, their edge is in the day to day. Not so much uh, some of the long shots and um, the odds. The value, it, a lot of times, is not as high as it should be in the futures market. But I will say there are some people that you just got to figure it out for yourself. I can't tell you. You should be betting a half a unit on a, a future. or You should be only doing a quarter unit. I know a lot of serious golf bettors, for them, they do one-tenth of a unit on outrights. But what they do is they go heavy on the matchups where they think they have an advantage. Right. Um, it's. It, I think you have to also know your niche, what you're, what you think you're good at, right? Yeah. Like, then you could kind of focus on, on where you're going to put your money. I, I'm better on futures, like win totals in baseball or MVP or defensive player of the year. So I'll, I'll put more on that. Like, I, I will always put more on that stuff than I will a random game. Like, we have, we pick up our plays right every Friday for the NFL. I don't put a ton on every game. Uh, I'd much rather go into a future because I, I just feel like there's way. And I know this might sound silly. I feel like I have more control in my mind over what's going to happen over a full season with a team than I do okay. on a Sunday in the NFL. 
like barring some sort of catastrophic injury, I feel like I can handicap most baseball teams, their win total, like close. I could, I could be there. NFL game, like you get three turnovers in the first half. It's like you're, wow. you're straight, you, you shrug your shoulders, right? It's like, I, I was happy to see that what, what we witnessed this year, and I'm going to go into it mentally next year prepared for this. We spend a lot of the off season talking about win totals. Everybody does. It's a great talking point when you're previewing right. the season. But I didn't realize that there would be so many more markets available this year, including NFL win totals, every single week. So when yep. we have these fraudulent teams that get out to 3-0 and starts, uh, was Denver one of them in addition to Carolina this year? Like You know the regression is coming. Like You did it right. with New Orleans kind of in the middle of the season. Like, look, this isn't going to keep up. And you, and you bet under in the win total, and that already cashed before the last week of the regular season. Um, stuff like that. We we have more markets than we ever have before. So even if you're not a game to game better and you're just a futures better, there are many different markets to attack now. And you could just do that if you want. Sure. And then they, you said the in-season stuff. I think it was yeah. like early November. I took the Saints under 10 and a half because it was like they have no quarterback. How are they getting to that's 11 wins? Yes. Yeah, you just you find it in the middle of the season. So that's there as well. I think we have a, a question from uh, our buddy OG Plus on Twitch. Go ahead. What do we have? How often do you hedge? Depends. I I wish I had a black and white answer for you. What's my scenario? Is it is it my guy against one other person for let's say for an award, or is it my guy against maybe three or four? If it's maybe three or four, I have no interest in hedging. I hedged Robbie Ray the hundred to one ticket. I hedged. I didn't hedge it for half. I hedged it for a little less than a quarter of the potential winnings on Ray, and I have no regrets because at that point, Garrett Cole was plus money, and he was the only guy that was going to to possibly steal it from Robbie Ray. And the last start of the season against the Yankees, Robbie Ray gets lit up. I was very concerned, and I was happy that I at least had that in my back pocket. I don't regret it for a minute. There are other situations when I've had a ticket and I have not hedged. Now, it's also excruciating to watch the event or watch the awards when that's going on when you haven't hedged. But a lot of times in golf, I do not hedge because I know there are a number of times I'm going to win and there are a number of times I'm going to finish second and I'm going to be sick to my stomach. And in the end, I feel that did the hedging get me ahead? Eh, probably not. I disagree with people that say, oh, you have to take a profit no matter what. I disagree with that. And if that's not you, if, if your style is you want to get a profit on every play, every future that you make that uh, you get a sweat out of, okay, cool. I can respect that. It's just not the kind of better that I am. So some opportunities I hedge, others I don't. When I had your Eagles to win the Super Bowl, I did not hedge because I didn't want to lay the price that was there for the Patriots so it was excruciating. I had a stomach ache throughout, but I was very happy in the in the end uh, with the Eagles winning at 40 to 1. So it depends on the situation. It really does. I don't like laying big prices just just to hedge out of something. And it's it depends on what you're in it for, right? Like if you want to make a profit, if you want to win something, then you might say, Well, I'm gonna win nothing if I lose. Maybe I'll at least get something. But I just think like the fun of it, I know the way we talk about it here on the show. Think about Paul. When he had the Braves, and we we talked through the hedging thing, but like how excited right. he was when they won because he didn't hedge out, right? He 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 stuck with the Braves to win the World Series. Like that's just 
there's something fun about it, especially in a long-term thing. There's just something fun, like like you with the Eagles when they won in, in, in that Super Bowl. Like the, the gratification, along with the payout, had to be awesome because you stuck with it. I, I think the sweat and the fun of it, you know, it's usually more important than, at least for me, than like, oh, I'm going to make a few dollars here, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, a lot of these questions, the answer comes back to, what are you comfortable with? If it's going to be painful, maybe you don't want to go that route. Right. But if you're going to be crying, if you're going to be thinking, man, I was going to pay for Christmas with that bet or that possible win, maybe you want to go, maybe you don't want to go down that path. It's whatever's comfortable for you. Yeah, and the second guess thinks sometimes when you, you were on the right side of it and then you hedge because you're afraid you're on the wrong side of it and then you end up winning anyway and it's like, I knew it. I had it. Just trust yourself. Yeah. Like, you, you yeah. called, you, you saw the Robbie Ray thing forming. It was a weak class at that point with Cy Young contenders. His underlying numbers told you he might make a run. He did. You were right. And even though you hedged, like, you were right. Like, sometimes you're right. your first instinct is right. You want to you feel that. And I was fine with that because it was 100 to 1. Right. Also. Right. So, you know, there was, I won a lot of money on that one. So I was okay with it, even if you cut a small portion uh, out of that one. All right, here's, uh, here's another one on Twitter from at I'm a dumb question. I'm a dumb question asks, with mobile regulation coming to Illinois in March, which books, if any, are expecting to enter the marketplace? So um, you don't have to deal with this in Pennsylvania, and it's finally going away here after two, two and a half, almost three years. Um, to sign up for a sports book, you had to do it in person. Now, during the pandemic, that went away for a few months, but it's officially going away, the in-person registration in March, right around Mar March Madness. So what's happened here is in Illinois is, for some reason, the gaming board has decided that we're going to be stuck on the same amount of books forever. I've, we haven't had a new book in well over a year. Uh, so it, it's been quite limited. I think the last one to come in was Barstool. But here are the ones that have been waiting for a long time that should get approved. And I think after uh, the in-person registration goes away, you'll see them enter the market. Bet MGM for sure. They've been waiting forever. They applied in September of 2020, and they are wow. still waiting for their license. So Bet MGM, they're popular. They uh, sponsor a couple of the shows here on this network. They, they're going to be in Illinois at some point. Uh, they're based out of Jersey. And the other one, I know it's right over the border uh, in Indiana from us, Unibet out of New York. They applied in November of 2020. It looks like uh, I, I don't see why they wouldn't enter the market. So that those are the two that are waiting. So I would certainly expect at least those two sports books. And now that other sports books are seeing that there is not that barrier of in-person registration in Illinois, which is the third uh, highest market the highest handle from month to month in the in the country. I think a lot more are going to start applying to come to this state. So what else? It's Jersey, Illinois. What else would be up there? Jersey, Jersey, Nevada. Nevada. Well, of course. Yeah. And we're we're soon. New York's about to jump in the market, right? That that and is that's going to happen. Be, that's that's going to be the game changer. Yeah, that's good. There, people were were taken aback at what they're charging for a license. It doesn't matter what they charge because they're going to make their money. It is just going to be obscene. That's going to be the game changer there. And that's going to impact Jersey because, as you know, there are so many uh, New Yorkers that are crossing the border 
to place their yeah. bets, then they go back home in New York. I've heard calls to the fan in New York City where people are like talk about that. Like they drive over the border. They pay, and yeah. the tolls, like I, I don't know if you've ever driven New York, New Jersey, or been over that way. No. The toll, oh my goodness. The tolls to get from what, like if you're in Jersey, you want to go into New York, it costs $25 on some bridges. $25. Get out of here. $25 to go across the bridge. I used to be mad about the Skyway when I was a young driver when it was $2 now, going to Indiana. Uh, when I lived in, in New Jersey, Central South Jersey, and I would come to Philadelphia every day to go to work, it's different. It's like 5 6 which I hated, but it was like, all right, yeah. you know, I, whatever. $25? Insane. One more question on Twitch. How many books do you look at for your bets? Like, we always talk about shopping around. Uh, realistically, three. But I... So I have all the ones in Illinois on my phone, and there are a couple that I always forget about that I have on my phone. I do have money there. I just never check them. What I would, what I would uh, go check out if, I, if I'm one of you guys that are into line shopping is find out which companies run these books because, for instance, in Illinois, there is one company that runs a couple of books. So you know what? When you go on that site, it's the same lines. You're just wasting time. Uh, sometimes there are bonuses, promotions they have, which are kind of cool. But uh, find out the companies that are running the different books because in your market, you might have one company running a few of them. I know Camby is the company that, that runs a number of books, or they did when DraftKings was with them. So um, you're really wasting your time. There's not much shopping to be done because they're all going to be the same. Yeah, and also this goes to the first thing I'm talking about. It depends on what kind of better are you. Right. Like if you really want to yeah. put a lot in and you want to you, you want to find the best value you want to bet you want to make, then have a bunch of books. Right. Shop around. I think for a lot of people just doing this, they might jump on one. and That'll be the one they use most of the time. But if you really want to find value, do it like you should. And I get it. It's annoying. I don't like look. I just want to get my bet get get the betting, get it over with. Right. I understand. We're all in a time crunch. But in the end, it will help you, especially with futures. If you don't do it on the games and totals that you're betting, for the most part, for the most part, those are all going to be pretty similar. Props a little bit different. But for futures, I mean, you could what you'll find 15 to 1 at some spot. You might find a 30 out there. So it's so important. You, you mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm assuming you were shopping around on this, because you mentioned, I think it was on a break, John Moran, who I, I, have, a, I have a couple MVP tickets on. I, I think mm -hmm. you said his, his number jumped. Um I don't know if it's jumped on all books because I was just looking this morning uh, quickly okay. here. He's still on FanDuel at 55 to 1. Wow. Okay. I see him at other spots at 20. So that's a big difference. Like if you, <laughs> think, he, if you think he can make this run and win the MVP over the next four months, go, go get the 55 to 1 right now. That was triple. That's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. That's a big difference. Uh, I, I got him at 50 to 1. So I'm I'm just sitting where I was to start the season on fan. I hope Ryan McDonough is right that Jaw is more MVP instead of most improved player because Jaw's the favorite now for the MIP, which I and I agree with him. I think he's right. He's past most improved player. He's too good. He's yeah. yeah, he's too. When you're an MVP candidate, you shouldn't be most improved player. You're too good. <laughs> he was the number two pick in the draft. This guy's not out of nowhere. He was one. He's supposed to be great. Joe O, Joe G, Lightning bets up next. How are we playing Kyrie Irving? His return. To the court tonight for the Nets. We'll hit on that and our lightning bets right here on the Beck UL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth on Bet QL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.